0: Management Research. Hello and welcome to the Management Research Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogdisto. Hello and welcome to the next episode in our mini-series on organizational and dynamic capabilities of a firm. In our previous episode, we started approaching a capability and understanding how to measure it And we applied the evolutionary logic proposed by Tees for a dynamic capability and we extrapolated his notion to any organizational capability Just to remind you, we talked about how to sense an opportunity or threat or how to sense a trigger for your capability how to seize one of the possible opportunities and how to implement them, or how to reconfigure your resource base in order to achieve the end result. There are two ways to measure a capability. The first one is the formative, the second one is the reflective one. The formative measurements, and we had an episode in our research methods podcast, is the formative one. The formative one measures something directly. The formative measures are the antecedents of something that we would like to measure. In the event of a capability, there are several antecedents that help us form a capability. So we don't look about the expression of a capability, it is what happens afterwards. We look at what preceded a capability. And Grant and Jordan in their book, they wrote about strategic management and capabilities and they summarized the findings from strategic management field in order to explain how a capability is formed. First, they said that in order to have a capability, you need to have an appropriate structure. They said, if you want to develop a capability, you have to bring all people who are involved in this capability together. For example, if you plan to develop a new capability, let's say a logistics capability, then you need to take those people who will be involved, those who will plan the routes, who will plan the resources, who will plan the personnel for this one, all together and let them think together. They need to develop a routine. And only if they develop this routine, they can develop a capability. So you have to have the appropriate structure. There is, of course, a contradiction because if you look at the Europol, they try to develop the innovation capability. And what they did is instead of bringing all people together, they tried to disseminate the capability through the whole organization. They introduced a kind of task for every report, for every task that people do within this firm. They needed to report what is innovative in what they have done. And in this way, they made people think in a innovative way and they said that they developed the innovation capability and that many of the things they, the firm developed were developed thanks to this dissemination and a kind of contrasting, not bringing people together into one department, but actually disseminating this ta- task, this innovativeness through the whole organization. Whirlpool decided to disseminate the task, this innovativeness through the whole organization in order to develop the innovativeness or innovation capability The second thing that you need to develop is a routine, is interaction and this comes, or this is derived from the previous antecedent If you bring people together, it's not just to bring them into one place you want them to start interacting, you want them to develop a routine only after you develop a routine, a formal and informal ways to interact people with each other and people with resources, you develop a capability And remember, we talked about it, that each capability is a routine, but not every routine is a capability Because there are many routines that may not lead to a capability Another way to call a routine is to call them the organizational habit, something you do in a habitual way, you get used to doing something And if you got used to check your data twice, then probably will strengthen your capability. If you got used to postpone the tasks to the latest deadline, then probably you will not have a good capability. That is why we say routinization is at the core of a capability, but not every routine is a capability, while every capability is routine. Third, we need to look at the motivation because those people who are involved into this capability, they have to be motivated. If you lack motivation, then whatever routine you developed, whatever structure you developed, it will not function because if people disengage, if people don't want to interact, then the capability will never work. It can happen that you develop routine, you develop a high potential, but if people are disengaged, they will not activate this capability and the whole organization will lack the capability while having the routine. That is why we say it is the formative measurement. You need all this stuff jointly and one cannot be a substitute for another the, for the one. And finally, they said, if you want to have a capability, you have to develop a readiness of organization to absorb the results of this capability. Imagine that you want to develop an innovation capability. You bring people together and people learn how to interact and they develop new ideas. You come up. With these ideas, you bring these ideas to your C-level management and they say that they are not interested or they don't know how to implement it. At the end, the capability will never happen just because the notion or the knowledge that is produced will never be transformed into action. So if you want to have a capability, you have to be ready to accept the results of the work of those people who are involved in the capability. Think about the following. If you are not ready, then this will demotivate people who are involved in this capability. And finally, the whole capability will stop functioning. So you need to have these four elements. And now these four formative elements should be transferred to the what we learned in the previous episode, the three pillars of a capability. The capability to sense, to feel the trigger, the capability to seize an opportunity, and the capability to reconfigure your resource base And for each of these capabilities, you can approach them in this formative way Look at the motivation, look at the readiness to absorb knowledge Look at the degree of routinization, and look at the appropriate structure And if you have it, you can really develop, you can really speak about the capability But if you have these four elements only for sensing, then you might miss the seizing and reconfiguration. And this is when the capability will not work. That is why if you want to approach capability in a formative way, you need to look at three pillars of a capability and look at the four elements that form this capability, each of these pillars. And in this way, you can approach a capability, you can measure it. And there is plenty of measurements on the structures, on the motivation, on the absorptive capacities and on the routinization within the firm. Knowing these measures and applying them to these repeaters will help you evaluate or estimate the power, the trend of your organizational capability. I hope it was useful. I wish you all the best. In the next episode, we're going to talk about the reflective measurements of a capability Wish you all the best Bye-bye